0: Welcome to the Self-Care Tarot Podcast with me, Kat Crawford. A podcast that uses tarot to delve a little deeper into self-exploration, enhance your journaling and aid with spiritual development. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you're all doing very well. It is a heatwave currently here in the UK, and it is too hot for northerners. I am dying. I w- I'm not genetically made for heat. I have very Nordic Scandinavian genes <laughs> and pale skin. And this is just, I'm so warm, is what I'm basically saying. So I've got the window open. So you might be able to hear birds chirping away, maybe the occasional child screaming for whatever reason. Um, I live across the way from a school. I don't just, you know, hear children screaming for no reason. It took me a second or two this week to try and think about what I wanted to talk about. And usually I choose a topic first and then I pick a tarot card to help us through whatever topic I kind of feel like I need to talk about. But this week I thought I would choose to be led by the card instead of a particular subject. So basically let the cards pick the topic and one in particular just felt right and that was the six of cups. So I always associate the six of cups as reconnecting with our inner child and I thought with oh that's the only problem as well I live near a main road so there will also be cars (laughs) hopefully they won't be too loud on the mic So what was I saying? Oh yes, I always associate the Six of Cups as reconnecting with your inner child and I thought with all the kind of good vibes and the sun and the birds chirping and all of that stuff happening right now, it would be nice to reconnect and give the inner child some positive parenting. Now, before we dive into this episode, I will just give this sort of disclaimer, I guess. Working with the inner child can be very fulfilling and joyous, but it can also be very painful. If you've not had the best childhood, maybe if you've had trauma or there's something in your past that has hurt or harmed you, then reconnecting with your inner child may be something you want to ease yourself into. And in some cases... You may even want to seek out the help of a professional such as a counsellor or a therapist or something like that. So because I want to keep these podcasts as light as possible and also because I'm not a therapist, I won't be delving into the kind of really nitty-gritty darker side of inner child work. So I'm going to keep it as light as possible for everyone involved. We're just a podcast, this is not a therapy session, (laughs) so I don't want to kind of trigger anyone or kind of you know trigger something that you guys then have to deal with so trying to scratch the surface of inner child stuff rather than getting really deep about it but anyway now I have scared you all about the inner child (laughs) let's just uh let's get into it and let's get into the six of cups the six of cups is a card that often asks us to look back on our past with kind of kinder eyes. We don't want to judge too much. We're kind of just reminiscing rather than judging what's gone before. And we're often so harsh on our past selves thinking like, oh, we didn't do this or why didn't we do this? Or why did not we say this? Or I could have done this better or whatever it is. But the Six of Cups wants us to see the positives, the things that brought us joy and really made life fun and something that we remember fondly, not necessarily negatively. And I tend to read this card as a card of the inner child, basically asking you to connect with that inner child and see what they, they need. Like I said, in the intro, if you suffered neglect or trauma in childhood, connecting with your inner child can be quite a sensitive issue. But more often than not, that's when you'll get the most out of this kind of reconnection that's happening. The scissor Cups, when it comes up in a reading, can often remind us that even though we are an adult with adult problems and responsibilities, we didn't always see the world through the eyes of... Those responsibilities with that context, with that kind of perspective. When we were children, we saw everything with more wonder. We didn't take ourselves too seriously and we engaged wholeheartedly with the world around us. And as we age, we tend to lose touch with that a lot of the time. So we become less present because we're always. Thinking about the past or we're planning for the future or we're not as present as we should be when we're an adult. So reconnecting with the energy of the six of cups can be extremely powerful when we need to feel more connected with our own life or when we need to realign our lifestyle to accommodate more joy and wonder as an adult. And even though your interests and your hobbies may have changed over time, Going back to something you did as a child can get those kind of synapses firing that may have lain dormant for way too long. So it unlocks that childlike excitement and presence and mindfulness for life that so many of us need to get back to. And if we look on the Rider Waite card imagery, there is the image of two children. And I think it's the only card where we see children as the main protagonists of the cards story we have like a baby on the sun but majority of the minor arcana is really focused on adults and adult problems and the six of cups is very uh, unique in that that it focuses on children which is often why we tend to associate with the inner child and those two children are in their own world undisturbed by adult influence and just enjoying the cups that they have surrounding them and we can see that each cup is filled with lots of like greenery and pure white flowers to kind of symbolise the innocence we all have in early childhood. They're not looking to collect more cups as we see for example in the four of cups where we're kind of being gifted that extra cup but we're not really seeing it and they're not trying to cover many different kind of cups as we see in the seven of cups. They're kind of enjoying what they have to its fullest potential. They're not wanting or they don't feel any lack, they're just happy to have what they have. They're truly 100% present and grateful. As you'll all know by now, if you are a regular listener to this podcast, or at least you have listened to a few of these episodes, I love me some psychology. And the inner child often occurs within analytic, analytical and popular psychology. It represents someone's childlike aspect, the part of themselves that is still connected with very early youth, those early stages of kind of learning and things like that. And quite often it is described as um, a sub-personality, which is a personality that we all have that can often appear as like a coping mechanism so i think i mean i'm not actually i was gonna go into like psychological stuff but i don't know whether this is true whether that kind of sub personality theory is the same as people who have multiple personality syndrome where they kind of create a personality in order to distance themselves from something and be able to cope better with something so your inner child is kind of a little bit like that but i don't want to say it definitely is because again not a professionally trained phd psychologist but once again we end up coming back to Carl Jung the psychologist that i seem to run into whenever i'm researching the link between psychology and the tarot always comes back to Carl Jung it's his original concept of a divine child archetype that we often work with in all the cards that link to the inner child because there are a few it's not just the six of cups we've also got cards like the sun and ten of cups and ten of pentacles so we can find the inner child in other tarot cards it's just that the six of cups really embodies that divine child archetype that we're really focusing on. So when we talk about the inner child within the context of tarot specifically we're talking about the child we were in our youth and reconnecting with who that person was what they loved what brought them joy what caused them trauma what scared them etc etc so for example i did some inner child work recently and i realized i hate water which sounds ridiculous because like who hates water but it was always I don't know whether I would say an irrational fear but I guess it was it wasn't like a debilitating fear but I got well and truly acquainted with it when I was in New Zealand because for some reason whatever it is New Zealanders just love putting you on a boat I was just constantly forever on a boat whether it was a speedboat or a ferry or like sailing but just always on boats but I realized that the were at least four instances between the age of like two and maybe ten years old where I very nearly drowned and then there was another instance in my early teens again where I very nearly drowned so once was in the sea that was when I was really young twice in two different ponds and twice in pools when I was on holiday So as you can see I wasn't a very good around bodies of water and the worst part was I could swim. It wasn't like I couldn't swim and I was like nearly drowning. I I could swim. I had like my 50 meters and all of that kind of swimming patch stuff. I just clearly chose not to try when it mattered most. As a child I was like I know I can swim but why would I need to? So yeah I nearly drowned drowned a couple of times. But to me, those instances were just things that like nearly happened, but I didn't die, so why would I carry it with me? Like Why would I think about it? It was just this thing that happened when I was a kid. Then I started to think, well, hold on a second, maybe that's why I don't like being in water. And it doesn't even have to be deep water. It's just kind of like being wet in general. Just being in the shallow end of a pool, I find, not so much fear but just irritated i'm just irritated by water it's just an irritation about being wet and i think that's my inner child hitting out to stop me from doing the thing that nearly seriously hurt my child self so although i'm now a 31 year old woman the things that happened in my childhood massively contribute to who I am today right down to my likes and dislikes so for example I'd rather paint and draw than go for a swim I'd rather sit and listen to music with my headphones on than sit and watch tv for hours because all of those things I did and loved doing as a kid so it makes my inner child happy to do those things so when my inner child is happy adult me is happy when I paint or listen to music or any of that So those hobbies that I had when I was younger still inform my emotional state today. And that helps me to really let my inner child out and just kind of allow it to be free and and serve me in the best way possible. Hello, my dears. I just wanted to quickly jump in to tell you about a free workbook that I have recently put together. is my limiting belief workbook and it is a three card tarot spread workbook where i talk about limiting beliefs where they come from how they're formed how you can start to identify your own limiting beliefs and then offer you a three card tarot spread that you can do at home for yourself and work through your own limiting beliefs. It's completely free. All you have to do is sign up and it'll be sent to you. And you can find it on the Tarot Reading Services page on my website. And I'll also put a link in the show notes below. So if you fancy doing the limiting belief workbook, it is there for you if you need it. And that is it. Let's get back to the episode. So ignoring or... Pushing your inner child away or leaving it unchecked, we can often see anxieties like perfectionism and also fear popping up in certain situations. So just like I was talking about before with me and kind of water and my inner child saying, like, nope, I don't like being in this situation. I'm going to make you annoyed about this so that you move away from here and do something else. Now that I know that the fear and annoyance I get when I'm in pools or oceans is my inner child having a little tantrum. I can listen to it, comfort it, and kind of soothe its, its worries. So for this situation, I don't really have any desire to be a swimmer or swim in the ocean. I just prefer to do other things and that's completely fine. I don't feel like I need to force myself to get over this. I just feel like, okay, that's just a part of who I am. That's part of my personality. It's part of my likes and dislikes and interests. And sometimes we see fears as something to conquer, but sometimes we're just allowed to be like, look, I don't want to do that and it's okay. It's when that fear or anxiety becomes debilitating or it gets in the way of normal life or things that we really want to achieve that we'll need to have a more serious conversation with our inner child. So when thinking about your inner child and understanding how it's popping up in your everyday life, think about how child you would react in the situations that you are currently in so if you think i would have a complete meltdown right now and you can feel that discomfort and unease in your adult body then it's highly likely that your inner child is coming up and coming out and kind of taking control your inner child's entire world is the world that exists within you which means it only has The beliefs that you have formed to make sense of the the external world. So for example, if that doesn't make much sense because sometimes I write stuff down and I read it back and I'm like, I don't know what that means. So for example, say you've been approached to work on an amazing project. If you've developed a belief that you're not good enough because someone in your childhood criticized you or never offered any praise... Then your inner child will absorb that and make you feel accordingly. So it might create a shyness or an anxiety around going for an interview. Or if you get the project, you may f- you may you may feel you may feel imposter syndrome. And we've talked about imposter syndrome in another episode of the podcast. So if you currently feel like you are dealing with imposter syndrome, once you finish this podcast go and listen to that one because I think it will help. If we've never attempted to get in touch with our inner child before, we probably don't even realise when that kind of sub-personality comes out and takes control over the situation. I have some neglect and abandonment issues that were formed as a very young child, and I never even acknowledged that they may manifest in how I react to situations as a teen or an adult. Again, it was only when I started to address my inner child that I realised it was why I'm so reluctant to make new friends or to date or to open up to people or to be vulnerable to other people, why I would feel so lonely when friends wouldn't text me back straight away or why i always had the feeling that people were mad at me or even though they've shown absolutely no signs of that being true it just always was this inner dialogue that i had you just assume that if you have low self-esteem that it's just one of those things that you know you just develop that way and can work on it in the more traditional therapy sort of ways but when you open up the possibility that it's your inner child causing these things and that by reconnecting with that inner child you could actually make leaps and bounds in improving your self-esteem you start to realize that there is a more direct way for you to start to grow and feel more aligned and more comfortable in your body because you're starting to bring that inner child and the adult version of yourself into one whole entity into one whole human being because if we don't connect with the inner child and we don't really listen to that part of ourselves because we all have it then we can often feel disjointed or we can kind of feel like there's just something off so it always helps to just work on that connection just so that you feel whole and aligned with your kind of authentic self so like i said in the intro depending on your history working with it in a child may be something you'll need to do with like an actual trained therapist like in a more safe and secure environment but for those that are simply looking for a way to reconnect and check in then there are plenty of nice nice gentle ways to get in touch with that that inner child So meditation is a great way to open up a line to the inner child and you can use kind of past happy memories of your childhood to strengthen your connection. And then just sit there and invite your inner child to come forward and allow whatever comes up to just play out. Another way is like I said previously, by doing hobbies that you enjoyed as a child. So even if it's like watching your favourite film as a kid, mine was The Little Mermaid, ironically. (laughs) Maybe that's why I was always drowning when I was a child, because I was just trying to be Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Oh, I'm just realising things now. Maybe it was my downfall. My downfall was that my favourite Disney film was The Little Mermaid. But you can even go back and visit places that you would visit with family as a child. You may have had family holidays in a certain part of the country or a certain part of the world and then when you go back there you are kind of reigniting that connection with that place and bringing up those childhood memories to to soothe and and nourish that inner child. Something else that can be helpful is to create a physical dialogue by writing your child self a letter. So you could tell them about your life now and reassure them that things are getting better if you've kind of struggled a lot in your youth. So imagine your child self is in front of you and write down what you'd like to say to yourself. You can even grab a picture of you as a kid, if that helps, and just put it in front of you so that you've got something there that you can talk to. And if you're not a fan of writing letters, then you could just talk to the picture of yourself and just have a conversation and and say everything you feel like you need to say. Always ask questions of your inner child. Tarot is perfect for this because the cards are a reflection of your subconscious where your inner child lives. So asking your inner child to choose cards to help you understand What it needs is a great way to connect and I'll include like an inner child spread in this week's podcast update email. So if you're not subscribed to the podcast mailing list, then I highly recommend that you do that because I do send um, little tarot spreads that you can use based off that week's episode. So they will all be in the email. But again, you need to be asking questions of your inner child, just like you would do with an actual child. Like if a child was upset or crying or they were trying to communicate that they need something, you have to be open to communication. You have to be like, okay, well, what do you need? What What's wrong? What, what do you want? What do you kind of want to do? All of that. So really treating your inner child as a child, a real child. And in a similar vein to the letter writing thing, you can also write a journal as your child self, getting all the things you loved and loathed as a kid out and just onto a page. When I was a kid, I kept a lot of diaries when I was usually when I was an early teen. And I find that going back to those and... Either writing replies or working through things that I had written down back then is really helpful when it comes to processing what I was going through especially because I started suffering with depression from a very very young age I was about 13 or 14 so a lot of the diaries that I have from back then are quite I don't want to say dark but they're not fantastic (laughs) But it really helps to just go back over and read that and then maybe write something down that is a response to what I've written or really talking to that person that wrote that journal entry. Sometimes as well, it can be good to see the problems of your child through adult eyes. This can help you reassure your inner child and and parent that inner child in a way that can bring a lot of calm and soothe any fears or anxieties that the the inner child may bring up. So if you ever hear about reparenting or parenting your inner child, you're basically taking on the role of a parent for your younger self. So you could be offering yourself the care and attention that maybe you didn't get as a child, or you're imparting parent, parental wisdom. That was hard to say. Yeah around childhood worries or even allowing your inner child to experience happiness or joy that was not open to you back then but it is now. Right, we've made it to the journal prompts and again I don't want to make this too heavy so we're going to work on simply connecting with that inner child so then we can then see what it needs and then you guys can go on to address how to meet those needs later on. So again, this week we are working with four prompts, so I'll just get going. Again, all the prompts are both in the weekly email and they are also in the show notes. So they're always written down somewhere for you if you need to refer back to them or you want to come back to them at a later stage. So prompt one. What did you absolutely love doing as a child and when was the last time you did it? Write down five things that brought you joy as a kid. Prompt two, what were you afraid of as a child and are you still afraid of those things? It might also help to, for this one, maybe write down why you were afraid of them. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know, but if you do know why you maybe had that fear as a child, it might help to just write that down and make a note of it. Prompt three, if you could go back in time and give your child self anything, so it could be something physical, something emotional, a gift, a bit of advice, literally anything, what would it be and why would you give that to your child self? Prompt four. Is there anything from your childhood that you are still holding on to? So something you haven't forgiven or something you feel like you haven't been able to move on from. So like I said, these prompts are literally just to get you to start thinking about what's going on with your inner child and reconnecting you with who you were in your very early life. From here, you can then start creating new habits or seeking out support to start healing any past wounds or work through blocks your inner child may be throwing your way to keep you feeling safe and comfortable. The inner child is one of those topics where you can just scratch the surface or you can take a complete deep dive into kind of the murky world of childhood trauma. I'm in no way qualified to do the latter. I'm not qualified to take you into that childhood trauma or whatever it is. But if you have worked through all the journal prompts and you feel like your inner child is a big culprit in any issues you're currently facing, then I highly recommend looking into inner child healing in more detail and maybe searching out and seeking out somebody who is kind of specialized in inner child healing so i did some quick research um for this episode and there were a couple of books that came up that could be great to check out if you feel the need to do more inner child work um and i won't list them all right now but i will include them in the show notes for you so that you can take a look as well if you need to do any any more reading from this point on so that's it for another episode don't forget to sign up for the Self-Care podcast mailing list to get regular weekly updates straight to your inbox. There's a link in the show notes for you if you want to join our little community. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this little podcast about Inner Child, about the Six of Cups, what it can bring up. Um, I don't think I really talked much about how the Six of Cups can help, but it was more just a guide, um, kind of holding our hand through talking about the inner child and bringing awareness to it so that's really the role that the six of cups played in this podcast so hopefully it's helpful for you and yeah that is it for this week if you enjoyed the podcast this episode or any of the episodes please remember to review on whatever platform it is you enjoy listening to podcasts on um yeah leave me a rating that would be lovely because I like to read them and uh, hear what you guys think about the podcast. So that's it for now, guys. Have a lovely week, and I will speak to you very soon. Bye, guys.